0: in the shower, car, or on the can. As
1: moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer.
0: Let's go. hello mom goals it is the month of april can you believe it it's like Chris and i were just saying what month is it what week is it i don't even know i don't even know but it is april everybody and so this week on mom goal we are talking about body insecurities then versus now so our younger self versus us now as mid-30 year olds. Okay, so Kristen, what was your biggest body insecurity growing up? And how are you how are you dealing with it now?
1: How am I coping with it now? Okay, this is a good one. I, I have a couple, but the one the one that I think some people might be able to relate to, maybe some. <laughs> well, growing up, I was super insecure about being smaller chested because You know, I was like, when is this gonna happen for me? I still think (laughs) that today. When is it gonna happen for me? But uh, yeah, so that was always, that was a bit challenging growing up when like everybody's, you know. They sprouted, they sprouted. They sprouted and I'm like, well, my sprouts are, they're there, but they're (laughs) small, they're small sprouts. So that was always tricky. But I found ways as I like got older to become more confident in my own skin. And then after having two kids and realizing like, wow, your body is just, magnificent and you gotta love it no matter what. And I've learned to love my small babies and I, and I love them and they don't sag. So I've learned to, you know, (laughs) deal with them. And I think as a society, I, I love seeing other people embracing it too, because everybody's body is totally different. And now they have brands like Pepper and Lively that have bras that are super good fits for smaller chests. So I just appreciate brands doing cool things out there and seeing more models that aren't like these voluptuous, like Victoria's Secret models, but regular people like me, wearing bathing suits and things like that. So yeah, so I I learned to love my body and love my small babies. Your small babies, but no sagging. Like you <laughs> said, they don't sag. There's a win. There's, There's a, win. a win. There's a win. All right, Raquel, what is what is your uh, from when you were younger to now? Wow. So can you guys all remember, it's kind of like in Julia Roberts
0: and Pretty Woman where she says you always remember the bad stuff, right? Yeah. Like, can you remember the words, my brother will kill me, but I can remember? We were in Italy on vacation. It was like the Griswolds go to Rome. My family, like family <laughs> trip to visit the the cousins in Italy. And um, my brother, was man, we were fighting about something. And he was like, okay, thunder thighs. I can, I, yeah, I know the moment. I can, I remember the moment. I'm 36 years old, but I still remember as like a 16 year old being called thunder thighs. And, you know, I do have big thighs. I'm pear-shaped. I have a smaller waist, but... I have bigger thighs. That's how us Italian women, we, you know, it's in my jeans. So I was always very self-conscious about my thighs, about my big thighs, and now I just don't look at them. I just don't even look at them. They're the least of my concerns. and. I feel like thankfully these days thick is in, thick it right? In. It is. It is. My my teenage nieces, they're all about the curves, and so love it. I love it. Big butts and thighs are like what is in. So I'm like whatever happens down there, I don't care really. Like I just don't. I just don't really look down or turn around and see what it looks like. I'm just like whatever. So thanks to people like Kim K and J Lo, where. Mm-hmm. the thighs thighs are in it's like the chicken bucket at kfc you know they're they're what people like to go for these days so they're probably even more thunderous these days but i just don't care anymore i'm like bring it on bring it on so right yeah right so i think that is the one thing about having children and getting older, you give very zero Fs about much because you're just busy and you're just tired. So let the thighs thunder, who cares? (laughs) Yeah. All right, Mongols, stick around next week. A very big announcement. A very big
1: announcement. We'll see
0: you
2: next week.
1: It's time for five minutes of finance and this month we're talking real estate. We are so pumped to welcome Nicole Harrison to the show. Nicole became a licensed real estate agent at 18 and worked her way up to the top. Now she's a principal broker and owner of the Harrison Co. Real Estate Group. And when she's not kicking butt and taking names, this girl boss with the biggest heart is always there to help every client. I know this because Nicole helped us get and sell our first home. Mongols, please welcome Nicole to the show. Hey Hello. ladies,
3: I'm sure you've all heard the housing market's on fire. I'll try to kind of go through whatever I can today to kind of give you some insight. We cannot wait. We've always wanted to talk about
0: real estate on Mongol, and so we're so excited to have you on this month. So let's jump right in. Uh we know it's crazy out there. So what should we do if we're thinking about buying or selling in this market right now?
3: so again housing market's on fire regardless of where you live i'm based in central ohio and the surrounding areas but i would imagine what i'm going to share with you is relevant no matter where you live so let me tell you what the first step isn't it isn't pulling up to an open house and it's not sending a scheduling request for an online appointment with an agent for a house that you saw online nope 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 no we need a plan And one of the biggest financial decisions you're going to make, it's important that you're prepared so you don't waste your money and lose it on a house you love because you will without a plan. So what does having a plan look like? Well, it should include the following, finding an agent. Sounds easy, but don't just choose someone you randomly found online or because someone you know just got their real estate license. Check into them, reach out to them, chat with them, make sure that you vibe well with that agent and make sure they understand what it is that you're looking for. Meet with them too. And guys, this applies to scenarios that involve new construction, new builds, whatever it is, take a realtor with you. Can't stress that enough. One of the things I like to do with my clients that so many agents don't do is we go over the process of buying a home in its entirety before we ever step foot in a house. I want you to know what a timeline looks like. I want you to be familiar with the documents that are involved with the real estate transaction, what kind of legal obligations you're making in that contract. And let's be honest, in the heat of the moment, when houses are flying off the market so fast, people don't read the documents. Yeah, It's kind of scary, right? And that's the (laughs) truth. So let's read it before we do anything. You'll feel less panicked, more secure about the decision you're making, and I promise it takes a lot of the stress out of the process. So if you have a house to sell, have a realtor involved before you do anything, a good agent is going to come to your home, make suggestions on minor things that you can do to make your home look its best and prepare you for the current process of listing. By doing this before we start looking for a new home, you know what's going to happen before it happens and you don't waste your money doing improvements that don't equate to more money in your pocket. A pre-approval. Now, we'll touch on this a little bit more later, but after you meet with your agent, you're gonna to wanna to obtain a pre-approval. They're good for about 60 days, but doing one now alerts you to any potential issues that could rear their ugly heads when we're knee deep in a contract and nobody wants that, I promise. Don't just run to your local bank. Your Realtor should have some good contacts for you for a good lender. I'll touch more on this later, but it's important that we have this done so we start out on the right foot. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. So really it's planning. I mean, we are
0: all Zillow addicts, right? Who are constantly getting like 10 homes we love and we go through and then we just make our minds up and you know, you're in this dreamland, but I think it's important that you're stating we need to live in reality and we need to have this pre-approval process. So we know how much we're good for and what we can uh, financially get. But what I thought was interesting that you brought up that you know, you think of realtors in my mind buying and selling, but you're saying even in construction or building homes, too. That's interesting.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of things that a lot of buyers going into it, they step foot in a model home and they don't anticipate falling in love with the house. And I will tell you, that's what happens, right? They are staged and decorated amazingly well because right. they're trying to entice you to do something that day. So having a realtor kind of prep you ahead of time what to say, what not to say. It's almost kind of like playing a hand of poker sometimes so again planning makes all the difference in the world because then you know what to, what to anticipate
1: for sure and that's one mistake we made we should have looped you in when we built our house and that's a big regret because there's <laughs> so many things like you don't like i never would have realized that but it just makes sense just being there to help with all those questions and and the documents and all that fun stuff so
3: yeah and i will touch on it later kind of have more info on the new build process but I think it's important in general, meeting with someone before they do anything. It, it's hard because so many people get the idea they want to move and mm-hmm. then that's the day, right? <laughs> right? They're calling me saying, Nicole, I need to see this house. And they're just ill-prepared. right? And maybe they haven't done it in a while too. In this market, it, it will
1: eat you alive
3: mm-hmm. if you're not
1: prepared. Crazy out there, people. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Mom goals, get excited. Nicole will be here all month to answer all our burning real estate questions. So stick around because next week she's going to talk about the pre-approval process. And be sure to follow Nicole on Insta at broker underscore Nicole for many more tips. Awesome. See you next week. Mom. Mommy, mom. Mom. mom goals. It's time to talk five minutes of emotions this month with a woman who is the true definition of a mom and mogul. She is the managing director and chief compliance officer for legacy franchisees at Citigroup, a global risk management expert, keynote speaker, podcast host, and author of the new book, Brilliance Beyond Borders, which is on shelves right now. Did I mention she's also a mom of three on top of all that? <laughs> Please <laughs> welcome Chinwe as my to the show. Thank Hello. you so much. Oh. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh my gosh, we are so excited to have you on this month. And Chinwe, Your goal is to empower immigrant women to embrace their genius and live life to their fullest purpose and potential. And as if everything Kristen listed wasn't enough, you also went to Harvard Law School and you were a professor. So a story that stood out to me in your book was of the female Korean student in your class who, of course, had the smartest questions, but was afraid to speak up because she was conscious of her accent. So what gave you the courage yourself to speak up in your life and become who you are today?
2: Yes. So as I shared with you, I I think a lot of immigrants experience this, where we second guess ourselves. We think everyone is smarter than us because of our accents. And it seems trivial when you say it out loud, but a lot of people really do hold back. And so when I had that student, and when she mentioned to me after class that she had asked this brilliant question and she said, oh, I could never ask in front of the whole class because of my accent, because I'm an immigrant. And I related to what she said because I used to be the same way. When I was in college, I was always editing myself. I constantly really held back. And I had a professor who, Again, clearly I did not have a poker face because he would look at me and he could tell that I knew the answer, but I was holding back. And so he started calling on me and he helped draw me out of my shell. But I also found that even later on in life, when I was younger and even more junior in the corporate environment, I was continually editing myself as well. And I think a lot of women can relate to this, where we don't speak up in meetings. We feel like we should only speak up if we have the most brilliant idea, which I think obviously then incidentally holds us back from sharing our brilliance with the room because rather than just engaging, and really what I tell mentees is just start by asking questions, clarifying questions, adding value, and also remembering that you're there for a reason and you bring something to the table. And so for me, I had the courage to speak up more when I dug into what I brought to the table and realizing I was adding value as an immigrant in the space that I was in as a lawyer practicing in the regulatory compliance space, not only my legal background and training, but also the personal experiences I brought to the table. Because a lot of times we feel that we need to separate and hide all of the things that make us different. But incidentally, our genius lies in embracing those things that make us different. So for me, it was digging into some of the frustrations I had as an immigrant growing up in Nigeria and the questions of corruption and bringing that to a global financial institution. And so tackling that big question for them with the passion and with the interest and with all the curiosity and frustration that came with that. And so really digging into that, I found to be really valuable.
0: Well, what I love is what everyone can relate to is feeling different, right? And not yes. wanting to speak up or you edit yourself and you edit your words. But for you coming from Nigeria and yes. all of that corruption, now yes. you're the head of compliance at Citigroup. So it was like the more you leaned into it. And the more you brought your different perspective to the table, is that what everyone was like, oh, wow, this is what we need versus what you were so scared to put out there?
2: Yes, exactly. I think it was realizing that that passion brought something else to the table. So for me, it wasn't just a job. I was thinking mission. I was thinking moving entire economies forward. I was thinking there's a purpose and there are people that this really serves when we are able to elevate business practices in these countries. And so I think bringing that to the table brought an extra commitment to innovate so that it wasn't just a job. There was zero reluctance to really dig in and do what needed to be done. Yeah.
1: Wow. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. We can't wait to hear more about you and your brilliant book. And I'm sure it will help so many people who are feeling the same way. So thank you for bringing this to the forefront. You can head to chinwayesmi.com book or anywhere books are sold to purchase your copy of Brilliance Beyond Borders and connect with her directly on Instagram at at Stick around next week to find out what is the true meaning of immigrants. Love it. See you next week. Alright, Momguls,
0: that's all the time we have.
1: Thanks for listening. Want more Momgol? Follow us on Instagram at Momgol. And don't forget to leave us a review.